listeners, welcome to another edition of Get It Right with Mike and Trey. I'm Mike, and that is Trey. That is Trey right there. All of him. <laughs> There's a whole lot of me, too. <laughs> I don't know. They don't exactly call me tiny, I'll yeah. tell you what. Yeah. I, good gosh. How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm wonderful. Man, I'll I tell you what. So, you know, since we last got together, um, our president made a little trip overseas, uh, this little thing called the G7. First off, before we talk about the gaffes, and, um, did you see the, the elbow bump fest? Oh, my gosh. That, I mean, yeah. we're, we're, let's, we'll talk about the president and get more in-depth with this, <laughs> but you talk about a bunch of grown people. <laughs> grown-ass men. And women that are walking around bumping elbows like it's a stupid dance. A dance of the fools. And by the way, a bunch of old white people with no rhythm on top of that. Indeed. We should have gotten some people with rhythm in there. <laughs> Boris Yeltsin, the whitest guy. He's so white, his hair is white. Uh, you mean Boris Johnson? Boris jo- yeah, Yeltsin. Yeah, <laughs> Boris Johnson. Hasty white. Ugh. You cut an English person open, they're white on the inside. I mean, they're... <laughs> they don't even bleed red. Nah. <laughs> but it oh, looks so awesome. funny. It looked like the dance of the tards. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they're, they're, they're walking around like doing this silly do-si-do with the elbows. Well, I don't, it's, this whole thing, all this virtue signaling around the around the pandemic... Stop it already. Please. Please stop. Ugh. Just everyone, please give it up. It, it's it's gotten to the point of we've passed ridiculousness. We, we're way beyond ridiculousness now. Just give it up, guys. I I heard I won't I won't say what radio station I heard it on, but uh it was a one of these little st- uh, stingers, we call them or teasers between songs, you know, and, and it was it was talking about our our uh our wonderful uh, essential workers out there. And I'm like, are we not past that yet? Oh, God. Have we not gotten beyond that 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 phraseology yet? Come essential on. Essential workers and heroes. Everybody's a hero. Oh, God. Oh, well, Nobody I'll... ever said the motorcycle shop guys are heroes. <laughs> By the way, that's what I do for a living. I, I have a motorcycle dealership, power sports dealership. Yes. And we never close one day. No. Because we're in Texas. And even when our governor said, hey, you need to mask up and da-da-da-da, we all said, eh, yeah. go to hell. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Hill's fun cycles never shut the doors. Yeah, well, no. Huh? Not and, one time. And, yeah, not at all. And, and But I think it's not just us. It's generally in general in Texas, most of Texas. Now, right. you got to carve Austin out. Yes. Of course. But most of Texas pretty much said, yeah, we've got this handled. We're good. And Dallas, I don't know about Deep Ellum. Uh, they might have shut down. I don't. Know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I, look, I don't. Here's the thing: most of this state continued right on. Yes, continued right on. So can we just kind of let, let's let's go back to just talking to each other you know, normally and shaking hands and you know whatever. And by the way, how pissed off would you be if you? I know we're, we're off topic. We'll get back on topic. But how pissed off would you be if you lived in California or New York or Michigan? Mm-hmm. Or Washington State, or one of these places that have stayed shut down, and they're going, well, we have to shut down. And everybody's going, what about my friends in Texas or Florida or Tennessee yeah. or whatever? Right. What, what, is the virus different in California? <laughs> is it the California strain or well, the Oregon strain? Well, it's, it's, it's like this this thing. Remember, you uh, 
you had to wear a mask when the restaurants opened back up. Some of them, you had to wear a mask as you're walking to your table. Yes. Oh, yeah. But once you got to your table and got seated, you could remove your mask. So apparently, the virus is altitude sensitive. Exactly. And if you're standing, uh, you're susceptible to it. But as long as you're squatted down in your seat and uh, shoving, you know, countless empty calories in your mouth, you're okay. But what if you were a midget? Would that alleviate that? I, I think you'd be even safer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Do you get to not wear a mask the whole time? Because you're, yeah. you're at seat height. You're at yeah. sit-down level. Yeah. You're, you're, you're below the virus uh, stream. So there you go. It's uh, almost like, remember, like when you go to Six Flags or one of those rides, you must be this high to <laughs> ride this ride. Does the virus, have a, does the virus float higher than air? <laughs> And it's, as long as you're below this level. So I guess theoretically, if you want to just crawl in, I, you, yeah. like like the place was on fire, you know, they used yeah. to say you crawl through and they yeah. crawl out. Yeah. Just bear crawl in. I mean, you're good. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. I, Anyhow. Well. Sorry, I got off on Biden here, but we're, we were talking about Biden okay. at the G7. So, so Biden goes to the G7 and, and just makes a fool of himself. And you you brought this up before we started the show today. There was this one point where he takes this unbelievably long, dramatic pause. Uncomfortably long. It's one of those, uncomfortable. when you see somebody doing it, you get uncomfortable. Like you, you like Your it. teeth start to itch or something like that. You're like, well, <laughs> yeah. Are you going to say it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spit it out. Yeah. And, and he takes this long pause. And you can tell by the look on his face, he is lost. Mm-hmm. He's really, truly lost. Here's what I think is going on. And, and I, I've, I've thought this for a while. Now I'm convinced of it. I am convinced of it. They got an earwig in him. He's got, he's got a piece in. He's got an earpiece in. An earwig is a little tiny thing. You shove in the ear there. You can't see it. It's almost invisible. And I think he's got one on. And I think that pause was they're trying to coach him through. They're talking to him, and they're trying to get him to comprehend, and he can't comprehend what they're telling him to say. That's that's very plausible, Mike. I mean, that's not one of those weird, insane ideas. That's especially watching that, like what you were talking yes. about. And the other one is Libya and Syria. He kept screwing up Libya and Syria. Did yeah, you see that? Yes, I did. Once again, was that somebody in his ear trying to say Syria, and he kept thinking they were saying Libya? Yeah, or 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 they were confused, and they got him confused. I mean, who knows? But I think they're talking to him. How they're, bad is it if, you're, oh, if your coach is a confused one? <laughs> I'm telling you. No. Yeah. Talk, no. to the, talk to the Cowboys about that one. No, anyway. Oh, there you go. Oh. No, I think that's, very, that's actually a very plausible. I'd never thought about that, but I think that's very plausible. So, anyway, I, here's the thing, though. There's another there's another giveaway here. Was it it's maybe it's been a week ago. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It hasn't. It was just a couple of days ago. He's uh doing a press conference and I, it, it may have been at the G7. And he gets frustrated with a reporter and talks about how he's going to get into trouble answering right. this. He's giving it away. He's telling you I'm being coached. I'm being told Answer this, don't answer that, say this, not that. He's being coached through all of this. And I believe the reason he's being coached is he's got dementia. He he's he's got there's this thing called sundowners that's very common with people who have dementia. When the sun starts going down, it gets late in the day, they start fading and fading fast. Right. 
and you you get to a point where they cannot they they simply cannot put everything together anymore and that there's a point during the day where they're just i guess they're tired the brain is tired the dementia's really taken hold everything's just bottlenecking up on them and they can't process anymore and i think he was suffering from that you think about this you know he's he's you know he's how many time zones away? He's, he's seven. He's right now. He's probably he's either six or seven hours ahead. Okay, so he's he's all these time zones ahead. His brain and his body are confused. He doesn't more than, he, more than even yeah. normal. And I think that sundowners syndrome is setting in. Th- this <clears throat> this is getting worse almost by the day, Trey. And this is by the way, folks. This isn't funny. No, it's not the, the, funny. Neither one of us are sitting here, ha-ha, this is, no. this is, this is sad. We've talked about this before yeah. uh, for months and months. We've talked about this on broadcast, and it, it's sad. It's, uh, it's scary. Yeah. I'm not saying this stuff to try to make fun of the guy. No, no, no. This isn't a ha-ha moment. This is, this is dead serious. And by the way, his damn family ought to be brought up on charges oh. for elderly abuse for putting him through this. They they should be absolutely they should be brought up on charges and they should be ashamed of themselves. How how do you first of all, if you've got a, a an elderly family member, dad, mom, brother, sister, grandma, grandpa, whoever, that's got dementia, you know they've got dementia. You may be in denial about it, but you know they've got it. You see it. I mean, the, the signs are obvious. He's got, I've seen it personally. I've lived with it, literally lived with it. He's got every hallmark of it. I mean, it's all over the guy. And that's just what you and I see. That's what we see publicly. Right. We, we, yeah. We're not even around him. No, we don't, we don't see all the stuff that happens, all the things that come out of his mouth and all the things that he does when it's just he and 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 the first lady alone, or when it's he and, and, you know, one of the staff or, or one of the, you know, one of the uh, reporters out of the uh, white house reporter pool or, you know, or, or his driver yeah. or whoever the hell it is. To think this gets better. It doesn't. You, you'd be crazy. No. I mean, what I'm saying is to think that he's, he's, this is as good as he gets when he's coached up, when they've got him mm-hmm. prepped. Can you imagine what it is to be around him when he's not prepped? I, I would have to think that, they're keeping his inner circle as tight as possible. Oh, I think so. Because the fewer people that see the other side of this, the better. The fewer people that see the other side of the, the even darker side of, of this dementia that this guy's got, uh, the better. And 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 I know there's plenty of people out there that are, oh, you, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You're not doctors. You can't diagnose this. Let me tell you something. I have lost no less than a half a dozen family members in the last 25 years to Alzheimer's disease. I have seen it firsthand. I have watched them lay there and die with this crap. Trust me. I know what it looks like. It's one of those deals. No, we don't, we can't, we don't, it's not, you're right. We can't diagnose it, No, but we can, we can look at it and yeah. have eyes and opinions and go, this makes sense or this makes yeah, sense. You can tell it, it's, and it's getting worse by the day. I mean, every time we see him on TV, every time they let him get in front of the cameras in front of the reporters again, it's a little worse than it was before. There's no coherence here at all, and and it's it's gonna get it's gonna get tough. It's gonna get real tough. But anyway, these gaps and it was it was embarrassing for him, embarrassing for the country. Um, guys, our enemies are laughing at us. They're laughing at our president, and they're laughing at us as a country. Oh, do you think Putin now they're now they're pulling him back and going maybe he shouldn't meet with Putin because this is another. 
bull crap. They don't want to meet with Putin because they don't want him to get his ass handed oh, to him by Putin. Putin will chew him up like a bad piece of meat and spit him out. That's why I, this crap about I'm not going to meet with this this dictator or whatever because they're a bad person. No. Why? Why wouldn't you meet with them? No. Tell them what a rotten bastard they are. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> Seriously. Donald Trump stepped right into North Korea. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, (laughs) what kind of silly crap is that? I'm not going to meet with them because they do this, that, and the other. Uh, You don't meet with them and say, hey, what a great person you're doing. Tell tell them you're a sorry bastard face-to-face or what the hell's going on with you. Which, by the way, you know, I know what was said about Donald Trump when he did that, when he went over there. Does anybody realize, y'all, do you guys realize what an absolute kick in the nuts it was for them? to have a U.S. president do that, to stand there on their sovereign soil, to stand there on that side of that line, on the other side of that 38th parallel? Do you have any idea what that was like for them? Oh, yeah, they're smiling and, you know, patting him on the back, but I'm telling you secretly, those party those party power guys standing behind Oh, Mr. yeah, those Murderer, guys? Oh, yeah. They were pissed. Yeah. I think, I still think that there's something going on. I don't know who's running the show over there in North Korea. Because I don't think Kim Jong-un is. I think China is. Yeah, I agree. But I think China has installed some generals and some pa- oh, yeah, yeah, some yeah. political people that Kim Jong-un pretty much better toe the line himself. Well, we're getting a little off the track here, but his sister. Have you seen the, the reports on his sister? Not lately. I mean, okay, about so two appara- years ago, a year ago. Well, apparently, she's the heir apparent over there. And they... They claim that she's even more ruthless than he is. That she's more likely to have you taken out and shot than he is. Wow. You know? You know, the whole She's thing, not bad looking. The whole thing about him. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to get it. I was going to say. I wouldn't want her getting behind me with anything sharp. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, earlier you mentioned before we started recording your thoughts about Biden. Yeah. And what ifs? Because you mentioned what you said was, I'm not sure that Biden's going to make it to January because nope. this is getting worse. I don't think he will. And here's the thing, though. Who likes Kamala Harris in the Democrat Party? <laughs> Who likes her? <laughs> Let me see here. Uh, nobody. The party doesn't seem to like her? Even no. the media is not as enthralled with her as they, they were going to be. No, no, no. I no. mean, she is a woman of color, and she's a woman. Yeah. So she t- ticks two boxes for, for what they want. They want. But, other, but than- other than that, her personality oh. is... This microphone has more personality than she does. And this crap with, can you imagine how, how upset would you be if you're a white house press person and she goes, does that <laughs> every time. And then she, they yeah. said, you haven't been to the border. We've been to the border. No, you haven't been to the border. <laughs> I hadn't been to Europe either. <laughs> That's insane. That's not even a, what the hell does that mean? It, it shows her absolute lack of intelligence. I think I really and like to give a shit as well. I, I don't. Th- I don't think she's intelligent at all. I'm sorry. I know she was a DA. She was whatever. I don't think she's an intelligent person. You you can be a smart person, book smart. You can be a well educated person. You can you can have seven or eight degrees hanging on your wall and tassels just flowing off of your head, and you know just you can be a well-educated, well-rounded person and still be dumb as a damn rock. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we know plenty of educated idiots. Oh, my God. Oh, two of the stupidest people I ever met in my life had PhDs. Yeah. And I don't mean post hole diggers either. I mean, they actually had actual PhDs. They had doctors. These guys were... It stands for piled high and deeper. Yeah. 
And they were absolutely the most just, they were totally empty vessels. They had no, they could not, they could not think on their feet. All they can do is regurgitate. Exactly. They can re, all they can do is, well, okay. So you're, you're a good memorizer, you're a good memorizer and regurgitator. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you know, we. I want you to be a problem solver. Well, what do we do? What do we do with education? Really? I mean, honestly, what do we do with, with that higher education in this country? We teach people how to take tests real good. Well, yeah, education. Now, now they're trying to, and this is one thing about education. And you know, to be fair, I was in the education business for a long time, mm-hmm. not professionally. I was on the school board. Yeah, but in Texas, there is a lot of critical thinking that's built into what they call the TEKS, yeah. the Texas Essential Skills or Knowledge and Skills, yeah, uh, which guides all of the curriculum in Texas. And I'm not, I'm not saying we don't teach anything, but but I mean, we we've got a whole lot of people that are real good at cracking a book and memorizing stuff and That's taking right. a test and getting a A or a B on it. And like I said, they can regurgitate that information. But when it comes to taking anything that they learn and taking it out here into the real world and putting it into practical application. To apply it. That's correct. Can't do it. Can't connect the dots. Totally and I think that's where we are with the vice president of the United States currently is we've got someone in there who simply cannot connect the dots. She thinks she's being cute and funny and witty and all this kind of stuff. And everybody's looking at her going, Lady, you're out of your freaking mind. What's crazy is so we have a president that obviously can't connect the dots. He's he couldn't connect the dots if you if you laid him out for him. He wasn't a real bright guy before. No, no. And, and then, <laughs> by the way, did, one of the gaps did you hear when they said something about you're doing you've kept the Trump era, um, oh taxes or something on steel or certain things, mm-hmm. and then he does this this. It's only been 120 days. Give me a break. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> First off, it's been 140 days, I think. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So maybe he slept for 20 days of it. Oh. But also, it's almost like he turned into Darth Vader or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised he didn't grab the guy and lift him up by his, by his hands or something. As long as he doesn't turn into into uh, the uh, uh, in, into Palpatine. Execute on a 66. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a weird. It was a really weird. Did you see that? Ugh, anyhow. It was bizarre. Everything about it's been bizarre. And our our enemies, the Chinese, the Russians, everybody, they're looking at us and they're laughing at us. And what they're thinking right now is, is we could mow America over so easily. Well, you wouldn't get much past the Pentagon, boys. No, no. You, you, yeah, don't don't take this, the president being a, a goober. And, and the no. vice president being good because the thing about it is about Donald Trump, they thought he was a he was a clown, but he was a clown who would kick your ass. He was he was a uh, he was tough. Yeah, Donald Donald Trump has a a fearless nature about him, and I think a lot of that probably comes from dealing with really ruthless, corrupt politicians in New York. I mean, you know, his dad was a a builder; he was a builder. Think of all the crap poli- political bullshit they had to deal oh, with. Not only just with the politicians, but the AFL-CIO. Oh, he had to deal with the, the unions. Awful stuff. And contractors and laborers and and materials. Oh, yeah, you, you want to get that concrete poured? Nah. Yeah. You know, People you, that tried to twist him every which way but lose. Exactly. And he had to learn to twist back. He was a, He's a negotiator and yeah. a tough one. He's got a tough, gritty exterior that a lot of career politicians lack. You know, 
a lot of career politicians are you know real good at glad handing people when they have to and they you know they treat you one way to your face another way when they're talking to this mm-hmm. other guy over here they're real good at that game but when it comes down to the when it, when it comes down to the nitty gritty and they got to get in the dirt and they got to actually put up their dukes and, and put up or shut up they they just can't do it Donald Trump can now Reagan was like that and yeah. I really believe that part of where we went in the world with Donald Trump was similar to Reagan yeah. because I think people were a little afraid of him. Yeah. It's, it's almost like when the, of course you and I are this, uh, are for, both 49 years old. We lived through the Iran hostage thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know what they did when they released those hostages, they released them as soon as Reagan was, was sworn in. Well, they were scared to death. He was going to nuke them. That's right. I mean, some people say, Oh, he, they did that to shove it in, in Jimmy Carter's eye to some degree. But the biggest thing is they thought, here's this crazy bastard who just came in there. What's he yeah. going to do to us? Yeah. And yeah. I honestly think that there was a little bit with Donald Trump. This is a little bit of a crazy bastard here. Yeah. What's he going to do? Yeah, we ain't dealing with the peanut farmer anymore. Exactly. We ain't dealing with the peanut farmer anymore. Well, you you started bringing something up there. Kind of where I went, before we, before we started recording today's podcast, I I brought this up. You know, what if the federal government, because there's – this thing with the audits in Arizona and so forth, it's got some legs under it. What if they actually, what if the federal government just said, you know what, we're going to audit everything. We're going to audit every state. We're going to audit every voting machine. We're going to audit every ballot box. We're going to talk to all the election judges. We're going to go through every precinct chair. We're going to, we're going to interview everybody all over the country. We're going to disperse FBI agents and, and you know, the Justice Department's going to take this thing over or whatever. This is just a what if here. Now, first of all, the Democratic Party will go into pure on pucker mode and they will immediately start filing a flurry of lawsuits trying to stop that. They're, they've already done that in Arizona, I think in Iowa, uh, Nevada. I mean, you know, they're, they're trying to put the brakes on any anything. And Apparently, they've already turned up several hundred thousand questionable mail-in ballots in Arizona. Um, there's a big push for voter integrity reform throughout the country. Oh, yeah, every, just about every state. And and there's a reason for that, because everybody knows, deep down, everybody knows that something really screwed up happened here, really screwed up. 80 million people voted for Joe Biden, really? More votes than have ever been cast in a presidential election, even more than Barack Hussein Obama got in 2008 or 2012? Mm, I'm having a hard time believing any of that. And I think a lot of other people are too. Well, legitimate votes. Legitimate votes. So what if they did open this thing up and start investigating? And what if they did turn up something, some, you know, call it a conspiracy, call it whatever you want to, but some, some, um, something that points to widespread voter fraud on some level. And I don't care if it's one state or all 50 states or 12 states or whatever. Let's say they find something. And let's say this thing goes so far, the investigation goes so far, so fast that the Supreme Court steps in and says, we're going to overturn the election. We're going to invalidate the results of the November 2020 election. Donald Trump won the election. Now, I don't know that that 
can happen. Yeah, I think in sure theory, in theory, because I can't think of anything constitutionally that would prohibit the Supreme Court from taking up, from hearing a case on this. I, I don't think the previous decision well, first has off, any bearing on it. First off, like we said last time, they shit the bed by not doing it in the first place. Well, exactly. And, and you had Bill Barr, you had Bill Barr on Meet the Press. He sat right there on Meet the Meet the Press and said, "Hey, um, they they asked him, you know, was it was, was there any evidence of voter fraud or something like that?" And he said, and his response was, "Well, well, not enough that would have made a, a any that uh, would have changed the outcome of the election, or something to that effect." Yeah, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but basically what he said was alluded to. Well, there could have been some fraud, there may have been some fraud, but not much. Well, hell, if there's any, you've got a duty to investigate yeah. that. You're the top cop in the damn country. You're the attorney general of the United States, for crying out, for crying out loud. Investigate it. Totally agree. Pa- put together a special commission and investigate it. Every instance of it, if there's one accusation or 100, you investigate it thoroughly and completely and exhaustively until you can say with confidence, this did not have any impact on the outcome of the election, but that didn't happen. So what? What if the what if the courts did take it back up, and this, it gets all the way to the Supreme Court, and they say, "Yeah, we're going to overturn the results of the election." Could they do it? I there's no. I don't think there's any, there's any precedent for it whatsoever. No, and I don't think there's anything constitutionally that would stop them from doing it. Um, would it create a constitutional? crisis. Well, basically you would invalidate every executive order that Joe Biden signed from day one to present. You would, um, you would basically have to call into question every single appointment that's been made, every cabinet appointment, every, I mean, every, everything at that point comes into question and everything at that point comes, uh, under scrutiny. And, and the whole thing should have been under a microscope, you know, months ago. Yeah. This is why why I don't think they'll do it. I I don't even if, First off, I don't think because I don't think the Biden Justice Department will take will do it. I don't I, think, I, I, I don't do think they will. I know Joe Biden famously came out and said, "I'm going to leave the Justice Department alone." And yeah, yeah, yeah bullshit. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's why your kid is yeah you know skating yeah you know. But I don't think they would do that. And then secondly, I don't think the Supreme Court has the guts. Even if, even if there was evidence, I don't think this Supreme this Supreme Court has the guts to stick their necks out and go, look, mm-hmm. this is wrong. And then, like you said, then you go into invalidating. How far back do you invalidate? What do you unwind? It would be a mess. Here, here's what may, here, here's a more likely scenario. Joe Biden leaves the White House sometime within the next, next six to 12 months because of a health crisis. He is forced to resign the presidency. Kamala Harris is sworn in as president and if she's still there, Nancy Pelosi as vice president. Well, that, that not automatic though. No, not automatic. The speaker, the speaker. I mean, I think, I think that that, that deal's already been cut though. I, I think so. Yeah. But, but, it, but just, just so we're clear, yeah. it's not automatic just because the vice president, if the, not everybody just moves up in, in one no, line. It, no, but, no, no. But the, well, there's a lot of people that think that. Yeah. The, I remember when, when, uh, during the election, there were people going, Oh, well, the speaker of the house automatically becomes vice president only no. if, Somebody dies yeah. only if something happens. Now, in in theory, that could happen. Um, now, I think maybe what the gamble here is this: if we can hold the line on 
X, Y, Z, whatever. Right. Until the midterm elections. Right. Ten of the representatives who voted to impeach Donald Trump after the January 6th riot at the Capitol all have primary challengers on the Republican ticket. Some of them have several primary challengers on the Republican ticket. It could get tough for some of these people to hold on to their seats. Let's take, for example, Liz Cheney in Wyoming. I think Liz Cheney is toast. I agree. She is toast. She is going to get beat in the primary, and she's history. And there are several others that may as well. I think what the gamble here may be, and I and I call it a gamble because it the election. I mean, in in political in political terms, the midterm elections are right around the corner, but it's still more than a year away, so a lot can happen in a year. But I think maybe the gamble here is is if we can just hold the line on some things until we get to the midterm elections, we can flip the house back to Republican control. Democrats only have a four-seat advantage. That's it. Four seats, period. We can flip it back to the Republicans. We can regain a statistic or a strategic advantage, rather, in the Senate. In other words, have at least 51 people in have the Senate. Have at least 51 and hopefully 52. And then uh, we render Joe Biden a lame duck pretty, president. Pretty much. I mean, and that's fine. Look, if I had my druthers... Whether my party be in control of both houses of Congress or the presidency, I take both houses of Congress all day. Yes, and twice on Sunday. Yes, and I think we're going to get that. I think we're going to get our wish by the midterms. As long as all, and I believe that's why all this election integrity stuff in these states yeah. has been important. What people don't understand, what I've said that I think is important is for, and I know we're going to run over just a little bit, but not too bad is I want standardized election practices from House of Representatives up. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want that is because I don't care in your municipality if you want to say only Hispanic, left-headed, lesbian, transsexuals can vote in this election. <laughs> I don't care because it's your municipality. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's still be illegal, but yeah. If yeah, you but, want but to, if yeah. your state says, <laughs> if your state has some goofy law about we're going to yeah. state people, that's fine. Yeah. But the problem is, when you get to the House of Representatives mm-hmm. and up, mm-hmm. every vote, if if your if your um, ballots are invalid, mm-hmm. or you illegally vote for so, somebody in your election, now you nullify something in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, president, senator, or House of Representatives. Yeah. So we, so we need standardized rules. Standardized rules from House of Re- from federal elections from House of Representatives up. Now, who do we charge with making the rules? Of? I, I think you have, a, have to have a, bi- a bipartisan group yeah. that gets together and make the rules, and then it has to be signed off on by, by the, the federal courts. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's generally when, – when you redistrict, you have to – I've gone through this in a school board. When you redistrict, it has to be signed off by, the federal, by a court. Yeah. It's not like you just get to go, oh, hey, we'll just draw the lines here and draw the lines there. No, you can't do that. Right. It has to be signed off by the court to make sure it's constitutionally right. Right. acceptable. Right. All right. Well, we're, we ran out of time on this yep. one. We ate it up with uh, Biden and company on this by one. By the but. way, we, we should have said this at the beginning. We're recording this on uh, June 15th. Yes. 
So what we're going to try to do is try to timestamp these. So that way, if we say something and then something happens, yeah. you know, nobody thinks we're glomming on to what has already happened. No, no. These are original thoughts and ideas for better or worse. Right. And just take our word for it. We're right. There you go. Get it right with Mike and Trey. Another episode coming up soon. We'll see you down the road.